Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Luke 5, 8 through 11. So this is right after like my favorite story of all time. And this like, uh, we had this future night that pastors um, Ben and Jess um, so felt on their heart that our church needed. Um, And I remember this night because there was so much God was doing. Like it was a night, Philip, you had just been let go of a job. Um, and you called and were like, I feel like I'm supposed to be in the room, even though I don't know what's happening with my future. I don't know if you guys, like, remember this. Um, and then Pastor Ben talked about uh, this story in um, chapter 5 where um, he said, go out deeper, let down your nets to catch some fish. And they said, we worked hard all night. We worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. Um, and this time the nets were so full of fish they began to tear. And, like, if we have it somewhere, like, find it because this is just one of the most like foundational messages I feel like for my life and understanding the vision of this house that like I still go back to and refer to and it's still my marching orders for today and it was I don't even know how many years ago Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go beyond that but everybody like find that I'll look for it we'll see if we can send it out again it was like incredible message and just our pastor's vision y'all like how they have tended what God has given them um, and when they were given, like, um, I think of Adrian and I, like, right out of college, like, yeah, Adrian's going to go to Dallas or China, um, and I'm going back to Virginia, and how they stewarded these, like, crazy young people um, who, like, didn't know if they were going to get married. Like, I think of our story and so many other stories that pastors just loved us and just discipled us and leaned into us um, and invested in us without a guarantee um, of, like, that anything would come back to them. I think of like a midnight conversation where I'd just been screamed at and fired and like horrible lies spoken over me by my boss um, and what I thought was going to be my career and how they leaned into me and were like, no one should speak to you that way, Courtney. No, that is not true about your life. Like our pastors are incredible um, and their vision's incredible and the faithfulness and the obedience, like the rock bottom, like hard ground of faithfulness, that like they are relentless in their yes to God and his people believing the best over and over and over again is what we all stand on and can build on. I'm just so thankful. Um, But anyway, now to the scripture that I keep telling you about. Okay, Luke 5, 8 through 11. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. And his partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. And Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. There's a hundred directions you can go with this. Oh my gosh. It's just, you can just sit here in the presence of God and get word after word after word about him and how he works. But I'm going to talk to you about fishing because I hate it. (laughs) Hate fishing with a passion. It's right up there with sewing and golf for me. Like, all horrible things. Yes, Philip, I know you love fishing. I'm sorry. Please stay tuned in. <laughs> um, but fishing, y'all, loads of time, very little result. Waiting, 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 but you have to stay alert. I can't just read a book and hope it works out. Like, I have to stay, like, keyed in. And then also, it's slow. I hate slow. 
I hate it. Like, literally, sometimes Adrian and I will be having a conversation, and we'll be, like, parked. And I'm like, I'm going to need us to move. Like, just drive. I don't care if we're actually going in a direction that matters. I just need something in my life to be moving, and I can actually have this conversation. Sometimes I just need to, like, walk. Like, I used to study on a treadmill so I could be, like, walking because I needed movement happening. Fishing is the worst. Like, literally. Okay, so I was the person that when we would go fishing, like, and, like, I live by the beach. My family went deep sea fishing. This is, like, part of our, like, lifestyle. Like, everyone's fishing. They're all fishing. They're fishing in the streams. They're fishing in the ocean. They're fishing in the ponds. Everybody's just fishing. And, like, it's just, like, exhausting. I'm sorry. Fishing. That's what I'm going to talk to you about. So I did a little research because I know nothing about fishing. I'm the girl that, like, when you go fishing, I caught the snake and the turtle. Like, and I was like, this is the worst. (laughs) Anyway, fishing. Very proud. Thank you, Jesus, for trusting me with a message about fishing. Um, So, fishing. I did a little research. Let's do this thing. First of all, um, I was was looking into it because there's just like a lot about fishing in the Bible. Jesus talks a ton about it. He calls a bunch of fishermen. He's like, his like home base was Capernaum, which is like a fishing village. This is what they all did. And he's always walking by the shore of Galilee and always preaching in boats. So it seems like he liked fishing. Um, So I was like, if you like it, I like it. Maybe a little bit. I love what you love. Um, But reading about it, it was, there were a couple things that, that, um, in this one article, they were saying, like, maybe Jesus picked fishermen on purpose because they could work long hours in very difficult conditions. Um, they were tough. Um, they worked year-round and expected to. Um, they spent a lot of time mending nets, and they were students. Like, they were students. They knew the fish. They knew the fish. They knew where they were going. They knew where they were going to be, and they knew how to get a lot of them, and they knew if they failed, to go again, to go again, and to go again. Um, And was just thinking about, as soon as Jesus calls um, Simon here, and actually in the book of John, in this very similar story, it's actually Simon and Andrew um, that he calls in this moment. And right after this, he heals a man with leprosy. No one touches lepers. No one touches them because they're afraid of getting it on them. They're afraid of the messiness. Jesus goes and heals the leper. He says, come follow me. I'll teach you to be fishers of men. And then he goes and does the messiest thing that no one wants to do. Lepers weren't even allowed close. And then he goes and heals a paralyzed man, heals a paralyzed man. And then he goes and calls a tax collector that no one wanted contact with. Fishermen could do the messy jobs. He was teaching his disciples, like, you're going to get messy. You're going to do the jobs no one else wants to do. You're going to get in there. Your hands are going to get dirty. And, like, this is the way of a leader in the kingdom of heaven. So they work long hours, and they, (laughs) they really have two jobs. They catch fish, and they clean fish, and they mend nets. So I guess three jobs. But catch fish, clean fish, catch fish, clean fish, catch fish. To catch fish, you have to know the fish. You have to prepare the nets. And you got to work hard. you got to know the fish. My, first, my brain first goes to Luca. I've watched way too many Disney Pixar. Like, way too. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful movie. We watch it because we want to, not because Rory does. She's like, I want Encanto. And we're like, no, Luca. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but what I'm, what I'm so struck by is, like, how they, he, they talk about, like, that they know the fish. It's like fishermen know the fish. They know where they are. They know the times. And there's not, like, they don't, like, make it fit their schedule. They're like, I'm going to go where the fish are. And I just want to shout out our social media team right now. Fishermen, great job. Fishermen, 
old men, I can't say my R's, um, because they know the times that people are on Instagram, they know the times to post, they know what people are looking for, and they know how to sh not change the content, but change the expression for our culture. The content doesn't change, the truth doesn't change, but our social media team is like, what's everyone looking at? Awesome. Okay, how do we stay true to what we're called to, but express it in a way that they can receive it? Like, how do we know how to prepare our net to, to bring the people in, to bring in God's children? We're not trying to catch the fish that are already in the net of, our, of like someone else. Like James and John were in another boat. That's awesome. We're not trying to steal fish from another net, y'all. Like, we want the fish that are in the sea. Like, the fish that are already in the ocean, the fish that are out there that don't know, like, we're talking about people, in case anyone didn't, like, understand the metaphor. Fish are people. You also are fish, so there's no, like, looking down on anyone and being, like, you're fish. No, we're, we all fish. We all messy. We all stinky. We all slimy. We all fish. We all had to get caught, and we all have our story. Um, but this net of Jesus Christ saying, like, come home. Like, we're talking about this metaphor, but the real truth is that you are children of God, and he wants all his kids to come home. I remember once driving um, in this, in this um, Uber with someone, and he was talking about how hard he was working to bring his family from another country um, to come to here, and how, like, he, he was, like, living everything just to bring his family home. And I remember God telling me, like, tell him that I also am working to bring my family home. The whole story is to bring his family home. So when I'm, when I'm talking about this, don't get it twisted and think that, like, we're trying to hook people. We're talking nets here. We're not talking hooks, first of all. <laughs> like, we're, we're bringing them home. We're bringing them home. And we're called on mission to bring people home. So they know the fish. They prepare their nets. Like, this is excellence. It's a, uh, when I was reading about it, so they spent actually so much time just mending their nets so that they could actually catch the fish. Like, this is like preparing kids' lessons. This is preparing um, for youth on a Wednesday night in a way that will, like, captivate with, like, joy and wonder the people coming in because I don't know if you guys know this but like um I'm naturally not this you don't know this part next part I'm naturally a teacher like it's so easy for me to like help a four-year-old be excited about learning because I'm probably a four-year-old at heart and I'm excited about learning at all times um so like joy and wonder are our body's natural position to bring in and assimilate the most information and we lose that as we get older and we're trying to like drill it into us when as a kid you can take in so much information because you're excited and your position is like anticipation and so like as Jesus followers we need to figure out how do I like communicate because this message is the best message on the planet and so how do I make sure that I am like the walking billboard of joy and wonder so that you you're excited to hear the good news of Jesus Christ and what's, what he has for you. He has a hope and a future. He has life and life more abundantly. I remember, like, I was in Spain in college and, uh, with a bunch of OU students, and then this, um, this lovely girl who I just adored, who was just a hot mess, and I just loved her. Um, but she, we were all together. It was, like, midnight, and we're in this huge, beautiful garden in Spain, and we were playing hide-and-go-seek. And, like, it was just, like, the best time of all times. And she was sitting there and not, like, running around being nuts like the rest of us. And we were, like, this is Spain at midnight. We just had tapas. And, like, we went to, we went to like, this, like, little flamenco bar where people were, like, like, stomping a bunch. I was, like, this is, like, a blast. And she was, like, I can have this much fun, but I've never seen people have this much fun with no alcohol in them. I don't, like, I wouldn't remember it the next day. So I don't really understand why you guys are so excited. 
and like realizing like we have the ultimate joy. We don't need anything to get us excited. We don't need anything to have fun. And we remember it. Like this is amazing. People want this. Like Pastor Krista talking about her, um, her cousin, like, she wants to be healed. She'll do anything to be here. I think we've forgotten, and we're like, oh, I don't want to put the invitation out there. I don't want them to feel forced. They want joy. Give them joy. They want hope. Give them hope. They want life. They want community. They want what you have, and we're like, oh, no, keep it just for myself and my Christian friends. This is not what we're about. This is not what we do. We're going to know the fish. We're going to prepare the nets. We're going to be excellent. And what we do, we're going to prepare ahead of time. We're going to bring our best forward. I was just talking with Shay and, um, and Danny and I all went to coffee. And we were talking about that, like, why do, why sometimes does it feel like as Christians, we have, like, the, the best cause and the worst product? Like, the best cause and the worst product. That's not what we do at New Heart Church. Like, even our merch is stunning and everybody wants to be a part. I, like, wore a hat out once and somebody was at a coffee shop and was like, I need that hat right now. I almost gave it to them, but it was a little dirty, so, you know, makeup. Anyway, um, but we should have the best cause and the best product. This is, like, the gold of the kingdom of heaven should look like gold. Like, it should look like gold to every person who comes by. So, let's Whatever you have in your hands, be excellent at it. Always be growing. This is not perfectionism. We're not earning a spot. We have a spot. It comes from the place of belonging that we actually give our actual best. I was thinking about, like, this is our family business. You know, growing up, like, we had a family business, um, and everyone was expected to work at the office. I wasn't earning my place as my dad's daughter to work at the office. I was my dad's daughter, so I worked at the office. <laughs> like, I shredded paper, and it wasn't like a... Like a like a one-to-one ratio. So, like, I shredded paper, and then I also went to Italy. So, like, I did not earn my place to go to Italy. Like, I was given that. It was all a gift. But I'm a part of the family business. Like, this is our family business, y'all, in the kingdom of heaven. So what we're given, let's do well. Not because we're earning a place, but because this is the family business. This is what we're called to. We already belong. Know the fish. Prepare the nets. Work hard. This is... I love that, he, that they were saying, like, fishermen are, like, around the clock. Now, what I don't want you to hear me saying is that, like, you should never have fun and you should always be, like, um, working on social media. Like, that's not it. I, I actually get a ton of rest in my life. But what it is is that, like, I'm always ready. It's about a Holy Spirit surrender at all times. I think of the stories of, like, um, Chris and Randa were on a date and got a call from this amazing girl who was a mess in high school and went and, like, left their date and picked her up from a bar so that she was safe. But, like, there's other times when somebody calls you stressed on the phone, and you're like, hey, I would love to go to coffee with you tomorrow. Like, their urgency is not necessarily your urgency, but his urgency is always your urgency. So, like, this is Holy Spirit priority surrender of in this moment, am I on a date? In this moment, do we go together to serve somebody and take care of somebody else? This is not about tasks. This is about people. This is about I'm constantly ready to disciple. This is not about I'm constantly ready to, like, do all my tasks. This is I'm constantly ready to do whatever you have called me to do. And whether that is being all in with my kids or being all in with this person or whatever it is it has to be him we we're not smart enough to know in each moment which thing we're supposed to be doing so right now for the next five minutes who what are you called me to do and I'm going to be all in doing that and then the next five minutes and then the next five minutes and then the next five minutes we like all the things that God, Jesus compares us to as workers have to do with not a perfect balance but with a perfect surrender so like 
when you're gardening, there are seasons when you're like working, 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 working. And then there are seasons where it just kind of is growing and you can enjoy it. And then there are seasons where you go back. There's harvest. There's plowing. There's like planting. There's like all of the fertilizing. But like it's not a perfect balance in every season. It's about knowing what you're tending in the season that you're in. And God will give you what you need for this season. So catch fish and clean fish. Catch fish, you know the fish, you prepare the nets, and you work hard. Cleaning the fish, you're touching all the icky stuff no one else wants to have anything to do with. Like you're getting all the mess out. This is discipleship, praise him in the name of Jesus. Um, this is, this is dealing with all the people's mess. Like, and being like, there's some, there's some nasty things in there. But God, let's get them ready. Let's get them ready, God. And you're not doing it in your own strength because we're not wise enough. We're doing it in his strength. So discipleship is cleaning the fish, and then you brine it. Don't really, haven't ever brined myself, actually. So you're going to have to take my word for it. But you're preparing the fish to make sure they don't spoil or go rotten. But so they will stay and keep the integrity of what they're supposed to be. This is discipleship. This is asking someone the hard questions. This is leaning in and asking, how's your walk with Jesus? Do you know how to pray? How's your scripture reading? Do you know how to read the Bible? Do you even like reading the Bible? Okay, I know you don't love it, but just dig in there. Dig in there. Dig in there. Because his word is actually what gets in our heart and preserves our heart and keeps our heart from going rotten. His time in his presence, time in prayer is actually what preserves us and cares for us and makes sure that we don't get spoiled and we don't get icky and we don't get gross. And then it also, like time in worship is where he cleans us out. He cleans out the stuff that shouldn't stay there and puts in the stuff of heaven. Like these times, worship, prayer, reading the scripture, like teaching people how to follow Jesus. This is cleaning the fish and discipleship. And as fishermen, we actually have to do both at all times. You're catching the fish and cleaning the fish and catching the fish and cleaning the fish, catching the fish and cleaning the fish. So we're always ready with an invitation. I love that Noah was like, I invited someone to sisterhood. And, I, like, I think that a lot of guys would be like, wait, what? No, like, come on in. It doesn't matter. I'm always ready with an invitation. Come on in. Like, my invitation is normal. Like, fishermen, they're not like, oh, so I'm, I think it's going to be awkward, but I'm going to put a net out there. Like, no. Like, this is what you do. Like, this is the whole, the whole job. It's the whole job. So, like, we need to be ready. We need to be ready with an invitation. And you know what? If it is awkward, it's still awkward sometimes for me, and I'm working on it. But I want to be praying for an opportunity every morning. God, give me an opportunity to invite someone to church. Give me an opportunity to tell someone about you. When I've been praying, it's been the strangest thing. But, like, I realized I spent most of my life, and there's weeks that go by, and I never tell someone about Jesus. And I'm a fisherman. Not really, but you, you get the point. Um, like, I'm supposed to invite people to know him. Every morning that I've ever prayed, God, give me an opportunity to tell someone about you. I've gotten that opportunity that day. So like, let's pray it every morning and be ready to share the gospel of Jesus. I think of a time I was at American Eagle working, it was a great job, working overnight, like doing the, I don't know, restocking, whatever. And I was exhausted. It was like 3 a.m. and they were blaring the worst music and my head was just like pounding and I couldn't even think. And a guy came over and was like, so why like, why Jesus? It's like 3 a.m. We'd been working there for hours. And I was at, I was just like, I was like, he's good. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I was just like folding. And he walked away and I heard God be like, don't miss it. 
And I was like, okay, wake it up, wake it up, wake it up, wake it up, wake it up. And then I went over and I was like, because he is my everything. He is my first and he is my last. He has saved me from things you don't even know about. He loves you so much. He is always faithful. He is always for you. And he has a good plan and a hope for your future. He is not a God of judgment. He doesn't care what you've done. But he cares about you and your heart and he wants you. Are you ready right now? And he was like, um, but like literally he had never been open. I can't tell you this guy's whole story, but like never been open. The most opposite of the way I was brought up that you could ever think of. And I don't know fully what happened with that, but he was like, thanks for sharing that. He asked me, always be ready. I can't be too tired to catch fish, and I can't be too tired to clean fish. Peter walked with Jesus for three years, and then when the Holy Spirit fell, he preached one message and 3,000 were added that day. There are thousands of people hungry for an invitation and then as soon as they come in, y'all, that 3,000, my first thought is like, oh, my gosh, who was discipling them? Like, <laughs> that's a lot of people. But, y'all, like, we are called to feed the thousands. We are called to care for thousands. One by one by one by one by one by one by one. And that's why we're praying for more workers to be added. So that because the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. But we're ready to work around the clock. We're ready to do the hard job. We're ready to let more people into our lives. We're not looking at that night that we worked all night and we didn't get fish. We're working at the next night, the next night. Because you know what? God has them. They're there. We're praying. And every opportunity, if I have one opportunity at Starbucks in a five-second span while my child's yelling for a cake pop, do it. You may look crazy, but maybe they come. Like, let's just put the invitation out there and stop worrying so much about how we look to the world. We're fishermen. We're going to be messy. We're going to smell a little weird. But... Please, please shower more. But <laughs> we're called to catch the fish. Always be ready for an invitation and clean the fish. We're always discipling. Love you all. Let's pray. And let's go on with our Thursday. Father God, we ask for more of your power, more of your spirit, because it is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by your spirit, says the Lord. We love you, God. We want to be hungry for more of you, God. We want to be more humble, God, so that we can be at rest doing our work and at rest doing our rest, God. Equip us for what you have called us to. Unite us to make one name known. We are one body, your body, Jesus. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.